Well now, Roger Granical, get it, I'm your host, Mike Man, back with another episode of The Hottest Thing Smoking. Rapping Weed TV, the podcast, going up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Anchor, wherever you stream or listen to music or podcasts, we are there. If you can't find us, they'll tap in that RSS feed, copy, paste, we there. Incidentally, when it's loud, little, little loud circle forming because of COVID, you know, man, I'm not passing. Give me 12 feet, six feet, pin our ass blunt. Six for the COVID, we got a circle. Hey, add me to your playlist. Stream, listen, line. And as always, we're most appreciative of you for giving us a little bit of time of your day, man. Flame them if you got them, biggest of the backwoods burning. Let's get into it, man. Today, you have an NFL player coming out as gay. You got Trick Daddy, got them bees on his ass, and it's not looking too good, man. Uh, and incidentally, if you invest in the stock market, namely Doggy Coin, I'm gonna call it Doggy Coin because when you look at it, like it's written, that's what it says, Dog. E coin. So I'm gonna say doggy coin. Yesterday, doggy coin made a monument a monumental strive yesterday. Somewhere around seven o'clock PM last night. The price of doggy coin failed to 18 cents per share. Uh, I was on a Facebook uh, post. I saw somebody talking about it. And, you know, it's amazing how people, as far as, as black people, are mostly and really uh, actively investing in the stock market, whether it's Bitcoin, altcoins, Stocks, mutual funds, whatever. People are investing now. And that's some lovely shit to see, man. But Doggy Coin. It's been on the slide last couple of weeks. Namely, since last week. After some shit with Elon Musk. Who tweeted and said some shit. Which made the market, I guess, anxious or antsy or fucking nervous. The price fell from 36, it hovered around 36, 37, 38 cents last few weeks. Got up to 42 one day and slightly fell. I think it was the 17th, 18th, or the 19th of June. And that shit just, I think it was the 19th. That shit took a decline like it was nothing. Fell from the 30s down to the teens, just like that. Well, yesterday I was on. Something told me to check it because I've been seeing, and you know, I've been watching as far as the stocks, the stock news, and you know, trading news. And I was on a Facebook post with some other catch, and they were talking about it. Talking about should you dump it, should you buy, what are you doing, all this. I made the comment that I had got out. And it's true. I got out when it was 36. I got out last month when it was 36 a share. Well, 
that shit proved to be a nice move because when you see it decline all the way down to 18, you know, you feel like justified in your movement. Well, something that's told me yesterday, if it goes down to 17, I'm going to buy back in. But watching it yesterday, I saw that 17 was not going to be realistic because it was moving up, down, down, up, down, sideways. Didn't want to go further down, though. So when I saw the dip to 18, I went in. And next thing you know, that motherfucker is shooting back up. So currently, we're sitting at 23. That is looking like a good business decision. Nice move. So for all my investors out there who... Basically, it's the luck of the draw. It's the chance and the timing of it. But to all my investors out there that got in yesterday... When doggy coin was 18 and lower, even 19. Salute to you. Because today you're looking at it and you're seeing profit. And that's some good shit. Like, I've been doing this stock market shit for the last past year. And what fucks with me is the ones that you pick in the beginning. And you know it's going to take off. Or you think it's going to take off and then you fuck around and get out. Like, see, me, I'm going to give you one stock. That AMC. AMC. I had that shit when it was 20 going into $30. Going into the 30s. It dipped down. I think it was in May or April. One of the months it dipped down. I got the fuck out. That motherfucker shot up to $50. Like it wasn't nothing. So, we're kicking ourselves on that one. Like, for real. And there are a, a few other notables that I got in on. I had Castor Maritime. And they were penny stocks at the time. They did a 10 to 1 split. I had Buku shares. My shit was going to be nice. It was going to be a nice chick. I woke up the next morning, saw the price change. I'm instantly thinking, and for some reason, when they give you the updates on the market, they show some number that shows what it could have been or what it possibly would have been. And then it changes to the actual number. When I first saw and clicked on Castor Maritime, when it changed to $3 from $0.67, cent, bro, you just know, your boy just knew he had a check coming. 10 to 1 split, they cut my shit in half. And now, I have way less shares of stocks, the higher value than what I bought. So that shit... You know, things like that make you, you know, wonder about the stock market and wonder if you're doing the right thing or if you're making the right moves. You just, it's really the luck of the draw, bro. But are you investing? And if you are, 
applause and salute to you. But this is Rap Week TV podcast. I am your host, Mike Man, MBMG all day. Stay tuned. We coming, bruh. Chill. Whoa, now. This is Mike Man of the Rap Week TV the podcast. Represent MBMG all day. Just want to say a quick thank you to all the supporters and listeners of the podcast currently going up in 75 cities and 30 states and 12 cities internationally so just want to uh take a moment to say thank you appreciate it and very grateful for those who have given me a little bit of their time uh doing this podcast so going up in 75 cities 30 states in the u.s seven countries worldwide 12 cities internationally so we thank you man oh now mike man representing bmg all day every day from rapper week tv the podcast you got a small business event or product that you need to promote you can get a one month ad placed on rapper week tv the podcast on spotify iHeartRadio, google podcast and more wherever you stream this music or podcast we have current regular listeners in seven countries and throughout the u.s and you can get a one month ad today and receive one month free serious inquiries only just send an email to Podcast at yahoo enter promotion code rwtv25 that's rwtv25 and for more info information just hit the email below rapperweedtv podcast at yahoo.com Mike man, MBMG all day, chill. And we're back, Rapper Week TV, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, representing MBMG all day, a day. Going up on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you stream music and podcasts, we are there. Check it out. Hey man, talking about doggy coin. Did you get in at 18 or 19 or 20? Because currently it's at 23. It's going up. And I made the lucky guess to get in at 18 yesterday at 7 o'clock. 7.30ish, somewhere around there. Got in and bam, we taking off. We got lift off, Captain. Shit. So if you got in, you fucking with doggy still. See, my son, my son, he was fucking with it heavy before I was. And when I saw the shit dip and I told him to get out, get out. He was like, no, nah, you're going to ride the wave, ride the wave. I hope he got out and got back in when it got low. The only thing about it, when, it, when you get out and get back in, the money you possibly lost. I wonder about that shit. Like, where does that shit... Who is getting the money that you lose daily? Just think about it. And you're not the only one. Whether you're losing pennies or hundreds, thousands of dollars. Just think about it. You're not the only one investing. All that fucking money lost. Where is it going? But I digress. I don't know. I'm just trying to get my little check. Get in, get out. Pump and dump as we go. 
like some shit maybe long term if it has a dividend yeah I might fuck with it long term but if it doesn't have no dividend I'm not fucking with it I'm pumping dumping keeping it going like me personally when I dive into it me personally I have stocks that I'm just trying to profit off of weekly buying and selling buying and selling buying it once I see the price going up once I see money is made we dumping going on investing the profits in another stock so that should have been having me going you know what I'm saying I was able to get I was able to do alright you know what I'm saying shit alright well we vacationing the last three four fucking months it seemed like we've been going somewhere every fucking month since March it seemed like so but yeah man doggy coin is look like it's back about to climb back up there if that motherfucker get back to the 30s and I got in at 18 you know I'm dumping <laughs> and that's just what that is man that's what I do but uh yeah so we're talking about uh notable Notable things that have been going on and occurred the last 24 hours or 48 hours since the last episode. Uh, you got Trick Daddy and his comments about Beyonce that have set the fucking beehive into a goddamn frenzy. Now, if you haven't heard you know, there's a clip where Trick Daddy's being interviewed, and I don't know what and why and how, but he just went in on Jay-Z and Beyonce. I think he said or made a reference that Jay-Z only fucks with Beyonce because she makes money. And he elaborated that she really can't sing. And came back today and doubled down on the comment that she can't sing now. You know, if you don't know Trick Daddy, you don't know now. That's the one, that's the song he had with Trina. And somehow I see that, you know, some people kind of drag Trina's name into it. Even though, you know, the sit, the hit song now is how they both became famous. So, but, uh. Trick Daddy got the fucking beehive on his ass. Now, him being, you know, notable rapper, uh, appeared on Love and Hip Hop Miami, and been having run-ins with the laws, has cocaine issues. Uh, he also has lupus, and the savagery of the internet don't give no fucks. As you have people fucking with him about his lupus. And you have the beehive in his ass about his comments about Beyonce. Which ultimately leads to his other business endeavors. It happens to be a popular restaurant down in Miami or in the Florida region. And it's his. And he had high ratings at First World. Just say average, average good ratings. But the beehive 
has swarmed on his ass and his business and they took his rating down to the twos, two points, two point ones and two point twos and all that type shit. So that's that's some amazing shit, bro. That's some powerful shit that Beyonce's fans can affect a business of someone who is critical of the main star. Like, bro, that's some powerful shit. And, you know, me personally, I don't give a fuck if she can sing. I think she can. I mean, it it appears, and there have been times where she's bellowed on the spot, and it shows that she has some talent. So, all that other shit, like the way the music industry has gone with the advancement of technology, bro, it's other motherfuckers that cannot sing a lick that are rich and famous using technology to help advance their career so you know if Beyonce is just going with the sign of the times and advancing along with everybody else you can't fault her for that but saying she can't sing bruh talent shows I mean videos documentaries all this shit there's shit to prove that she can sing you know where and why she got mad at him well she didn't get mad at him why he got mad at them like what makes I don't know I don't know what Matrix come out and say that but um, let's read what they say it said there's an audio clip which since been circulating on social media begins with the Florida rapper discussing different artists before he seemingly begins to explain his feelings on Queen B in the audio chat room Trick Daddy criticizes the H-Town native for her critically acclaimed album Lemonade and goes on to his most controversial take. Beyonce don't write music and barely can sing her motherfucking self. Beyonce can't sing, he says. He goes in on Jay-Z. He shouldn't be in the conversation of the greatest rapper alive. His initial comments, Trick Daddy now doubled down on his statements in the radio interview with 99 Jams Miami and explain this position. He said, Beyonce is the number one performer I've ever seen besides Michael Jackson and Chris Brown. Can she sing? Yeah, she can't sing. She ain't in my top. So, <laughs> bro, you know, you know, let's just chalk that up as what it is black folks being black folks and we categorize and label shit differently from other folks like when he put that slang or that twang on it like as far as singing singing and singing by black folks definition is two different things sing oh yes you can hum and all this hold the tune hold the melody or whatever singing is when you can move a motherfucker or stir emotions in them up where you make a motherfucker cry when you sing it 
like by black folks definition that's what that is now is trick daddy saying she can't sing no he's saying she he can sing but but saying she can't sing sing like bro that's that's a stretch come on trick now <laughs> trick daddy uh mm. It says the entertainment news account PopBase found that after the rapper made his controversial statements, Beyonce's fan base found his Miami restaurant Sunday's Eatery and began giving the diner low ratings on Google. As of Wednesday morning, the restaurant had an overall rating of 3.9 stars with Numerous recent one-star reviews mentioning the spot's great lemonade or a bee problem in cheeky reference to the controversy. <laughs> wow. The savagery. The savagery of the internet. <laughs> Bro. And while it doesn't seem like the rapper is wavering in his position, it makes me question, who just wakes up and decides to hate on Beyonce? Looking at Trick Daddy's position, it seems like the now washed up rapper is feeling a bit jealous. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Even the motherfucker posting the story throwing shade. So I guess they're in the beehive too. Safe to say. Like Trick, man. Bro, a lot of people love Beyonce, bro. For the beauty, for the singing, whatever you want to say. But a lot of people love Beyonce and shit. Going at a, I don't know why. Like, who does wake up decide to say Beyonce can't sing? I don't know. Does that seem like a little clout? clout chasing move like you wake up or you go to an interview or you're talking to somebody that's recorded and you just say Beyonce can't sing Jay-Z ain't the greatest now for them being two performers who are at the height of age but they're still in the tops of their career and they're still considered like beast in the game. Like who fucking goes, wake up and goes at their neck like that? They ain't said shit to you about nothing. Is that the problem? That neither one of them has come to the restaurant or plugged the restaurant or some shit. I don't know. Like you got everybody in Miami. Or the Florida region that loves the motherfucking restaurant and shit. I ain't gonna lie about some of the shit they be serving and showing from his TV show appearances or his little show that he had. Like, bro, that's some shit I wanna try. Good soul food type shit. Miami soul food, but damn, the beehive done swarmed on that man restaurant. They're talking about the lemonade and they (laughs) talk. They throwing shade at fucking B problems, bro. Man. Trick daddy. But you don't know now, huh? Look. Now, the fucked up part, they tried to draw Trina into it, but she posted 
And I think this shit been deleted. But she put a, a slideshow with Beyonce performances and saying that, you know, she kind of disagrees with Trick Daddy. So, just by association, they tried to drag her in. And, but she's, you know, making it known that she ain't got shit to do with that. But Trick, man, I don't know, bro. I'm just wondering personally, why did you, why did you do that, bro? This is Rapway TV, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, NBMG all day. Y'all stay tuned. Coming back. And we're back. Rapway TV, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, represent MBMG all day. Going up on Spotify, Aha Radio, Apple Podcasts, The Biggins. And the little Just check us out Hey Next up man Now this shit It's kind of Tricky to touch on it Or you don't want to touch on it For the sake of Rousing or You know getting some people Uneasy or pissed Or whatever But You got You got Carl, Carl Nassib, the first openly gay active NFL player. Could be a turning point for male sports. Now, this, this shit is fucking fucked up for one. Because the dude, he just won, I think, a championship with Tampa Bay. He's white. He's coming out. All right. But uh, a few years back, there was a player. Uh, see if this, this, uh, this column is gonna mention him. Yeah, they do. In 2014, Michael Sam became the first openly gay player to be drafted by NFL team. So. You know, when he kind of came out, the shit that came along with it, it wasn't beneficial for his career, basically. But with Carl Nassau coming out, and there's a double standard in it. He comes out almost as, yeah, Oh, hum, hum, nonchalantly. Oh, yeah, I'm gay. And, you know, sky's blue. Bird's shirt. But have a good day. Some shit like that. <laughs> and now they have a column saying, uh, the homophobia of male sports culture has been well documented and football perhaps more than any other U.S. sport embodies American masculinity. So, it's almost painted as if, yeah, nonchalantly, he's gay. Let's keep it moving. Career is going to progress. He's going to be all right because he's open and out now. But, nah, I think it's some kind of 
like where the fuck is Michael Sam now? Is he in the NFL? If this dude here, now, I can say, didn't really want to comment on it. Don't have no opinion, but this is my take and my opinion, my two cents. I'm going to have to give it. If his career advances or he just stays in the league and all that shit, it's cool for a white gay man to be in the NFL, but not a black gay man. Oh, and he's a millionaire. Like, Michael Sam didn't get that opportunity. He didn't get a fair shake because he was criticized and chopped down and towed down, you know, for being who he was or his lifestyle. He came into the league like that. He played, I think... Only like preseason games or some shit. But didn't even make it, you know, to a roster where he's on full time. I think he got on once. Roster was on, but he never played. Now, you're in the locker room. Now, if you ever played football, you know. If you ever played any sports, you know. Niggas in there, you're seeing each other naked sometimes. And with the possibility of one of you being gay, like, me personally, I think society is over-sexualized as it is. But just think, motherfucker gay in the locker room. You don't know this motherfucker sitting in here taking pictures of you or doing shit on the cool because you know shit goes on in the locker room. Like, like Antonio Brown recording in the locker room. So just imagine a gay one that has a agenda or who has an affinity for your ass and he's looking at your ass and he's secretly taping your ass. Like, come on. I'm just calling space, space, but that's, you know, it's a thought. But, Hey, don't want to really touch on it. Not my problem. But if his career advances a little bit more than Michael Sam, well, it's already advanced. And with the way Michael Sam story and situation played out, like it's almost as if motherfuckers knew he was gay from the jump. Then it was publicized. You can't tell me they didn't know he was gay. (laughs) So, I'm thinking maybe he probably felt, yeah, it's eventually going to come out because, yeah, they know. And before anything gets put out there or publicized like Michael Sam or any other gay NFL player, yeah. He's gonna come out and say, oh yeah, by the way, I'm gay. Sky's blue, birds chirping. Hey, have a nice day. That's almost what it seems like. But <clears throat> it's a double standard, bro. 
It says, with the simple statement, NASA became the first openly gay active player in NFL history. Queerness is the most socially acceptable than it's ever been with American support for marriage of equality and protections for the LGBTQ community at all time highs now gen z is the queerest generation yet and each time a public figure acknowledges being a part of the community the stigma lessens so i mean i get it but uh it's like almost with me with like I have friends or associates that are I don't judge them but at the same time you know or you're going in knowing from the jump that they already are so you know people know and pick up on you know things like that but me personally like if someone can see and knows it, like why you have to publicize it? Like we can see it, we know it. Like almost, I mean we we get, I get that it's for your, you know, your conscience, or you being. Basically letting the weight off his shoulders. And we get that. But I don't. I, I just don't particularly like when they. When you have to put it in your face. Or you have to put it in somebody's face constantly. Because some of us are already new or known. I mean it's cool. Chill. Calm down. I mean we get it. You're not judging, but you constantly, you know, throwing shit up, bringing shit up. Like, why does it have to be constantly displayed if we already see it? <laughs> but it's just my opinion. But I don't judge none of them. You know, don't feel a certain way, don't have no animosity or certain beliefs but just like anybody else yes so once you're looking at me you know if you you male you know what i'm saying but i still you know respect you and all that but just with his coming out how his story is going to be painted differently than michael sam's like you know that's the double standard he's white Michael Sam was black you know he played for Tampa Bay Michael Sam was getting drafted coming into the league letting you know so but my thing is a lot of us like the people around you that you work with or friends with associates of or people that see you on the regular they kind of know 
so but he nonchalantly just said it announced it the south tell and that's gonna be a story now <laughs> yeah but mm, tomatoes tomatoes that's what it is no comment basically you know this is Rapper Week TV, the podcast. Stay tuned. Uh, we're back. Rapper Week TV, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Man, MBMG all day. Hey, day. We're back. Yeah, man been interesting last 48 hours now with uh with uh them saying the stock market gonna crash and all this shit did you get your doggy doggy coins i hope you did i did and i'm about ready to dump soon as i see you know that shit get to a reasonable point and good moves and good faith and good profits to all you and those that invest just scanning the uh, internet right now quick seeing what's popping anything else before we get up out of here Check us out on Spotify, AHA Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I didn't check this, uh, the games last night. Who you, who you think gonna win? Me. I'm a Laker fan, so I really don't care. But tonight you got, tonight you got the Hawks and the Bucks going at it. And it's game one. I think, uh, the Suns and the Clippers played last night and the Suns pulled it out 104 to 103 damn oh yeah I don't want the Clippers to win bro no bullshit I do not want them to win so and after a game winning dunk with 0.7 seconds remaining. The Suns now lead the best of series 2 to 0. Oh shit. The Suns are for real. I I would like to see Chris Paul get him a ring though. You know. And just by him doing that shit. Like he went from fucking New Orleans to L.A. To uh, Houston, Oklahoma City, now Phoenix, like bro. So, yeah, I would I would want to see Chris Paul get a ring. And shit, the way they playing, man, like them boys trying to get it. They calling Devin Booker the next Kobe. Now that's a stretch, man. Like we ain't seen shit yet. Like, this is one series. Now, if he get them back there next year, you might have an argument, but 
Come on, man. Them labeling it and the goat talking, uh, comparing people to, you know, greats and goats and all that shit. Like, come on, man. This shit is getting tiresome, bro. It's always going to be somebody better. And somebody's always going to want to be the next biggest thing. So keep that shit in mind when you always throwing out these titles. Because you hyping that man up, but there's somebody else right now in middle school ready to wipe everybody's name out the record books and shit. So. And then maybe my grandson will come up and be one. So... Better watch your son. You're labeling and shit, man. But this is Rapper Week TV, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike, man. Represent MPMG all day. When it's not lit, lit, I'll circle for him because of COVID. Yeah, I got kind of tongue tied on it. We ain't passing, bro. I need 12 feet 6 for the COVID 6 for your pen ass blunt. You tap the notification button. You add me to your playlist. We got a circle. Number Big Bag was blowing Zaza. Yeah. Uh, Stay tuned to The Last Blunt Rap Week TV on IGTV and YouTube and Rap Week TV, the podcast, going up on wherever you stream and listen to music or podcasts. Might do another episode later on. Never know. Got to keep the content on. Got to keep it pumping. And incidentally, we will be bringing back the YouTube version on recordings of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um, Trying to link up interviews. Uh, guests to coast hosts and you know panels to put together knowledge so we're trying to do some interesting things so stay tuned man but this is rap week tv the podcast i'm your host as always mike man represent mbmg all day y'all stay safe stay breezy stay sanitized stay dangerous stay the fuck out the way stay tuned for another episode man we own it man we're working that'll be breezy bro